It's unbelievable and unforgettable experience. This podcast interviews real people in Kiev to share their life and work, as well as showing the interesting places, events, art, culture, and economic opportunities in Kiev. The goal is to help more foreign investors discover the reality of life in the capital of Ukraine so that the Ukraine economy receives more foreign investments, which creates more opportunities for the Ukrainian people to have a better future. My guest today is Katerina Gomiliuk. Kate used to work as a business analyst for Rain, an interim management company when she lived in Ukraine, and now she moved to the U.S. with her husband, who was doing his MBA studies at Cornell University and has been living in America for 2.5 years. She's a graduate from the Kiev National Economic University. Kate enjoys nature She is fascinated by New York City. She loves theater and used to be an actress in a small theater. And now she practices yoga and Pilates over Zoom three times per week with her Brazilian friend. Kate, how are you today? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm glad, happy, and honored to finally have you here on my podcast. And to begin, can you share the story that made you the Kate who lives now in America today? Share about your life, how you grew up, and who is Kate really? First of all, thanks for having me. So uh, my story uh, probably is very similar to those who um, uh, live in the US uh, and have an education, like want to have an education, a degree here. Um, Originally, uh, I came here two and a half years ago together with my husband. And the reason why we came here, because he was admitted to Cornell. And um, for me, it was the like new chapter in my my life because it was hard decision to move here because in Ukraine, I had a job which I loved and enjoyed, a great hobby, a lot of friends, a family. So all my life was concentrated in Kyiv. And um, it was really difficult to make this step in the future, like which, is, which was uncertain. Um, and um, yeah, we arrived here and um, my husband started to... Uh, go to the university, and I started my life from the very beginning, uh, looking for uh, new friends, uh, making up new connections, and uh, and so on. So, yeah, it's like a short story. I understand. And how was that first moment or first experience of adapting to America and moving from Ukraine? What was like your favorite part and the difficult part and maybe a culture shock about going from Ukraine that you found to be like unusual or unexpected in the U.S.? Oh, yeah. Actually, it's a great question um, because literally every action was in you. 
uh, I was afraid to talk to people. I was afraid to be not understand by, by them because of the accent, because of, um, I don't know, you know, Americans speak so fast and um, it, you need to, to get used to uh, these um, pronunciation patterns and everything. Um, they ask you, how are you doing today? And it's something that we don't usually ask uh, strangers in Ukraine. And um, I remember in a grocery store, I met, a, like not met, just run into a random person and uh, she asked me, how are you doing? And I was like, oh, are you, are you, are you talking to me? I was shocked. And, uh, <laughs> but once I decided to answer her, she just went <laughs> she disappeared and I was like oh okay probably I, I I should be quicker next time but then I realized that it's not common to answer no one is really interested like um strangers are not interested uh in in how are you doing today it's just a cultural thing that is different from from the Ukrainian uh culture um also I noticed that um People here are not as direct, direct as people in Ukraine. Um, so during the conversations, it's uh, really, um, it's different because uh, in Ukraine, if you don't like something, you just say like, I don't like it. It's, it's bad. Here, people don't say that. Uh, most likely you will hear something like, oh, it's interesting. It's nice. Uh, but the reality is that it might be not as good as they expected. So just um, you need to be prepared that uh, all these um, expressions are uh, sometimes um, not as direct as uh, you get used to. So uh, it's also the cultural difference um, between Ukrainians and Americans as well. Um, but I was lucky, like first we arrived to New York City and I was um, a little bit disappointed because this city is huge, even uh, in comparison to Kiev, which, which is the capital of Ukraine. And New York is much bigger. Um, it's never, <laughs> it, it, I had a feeling that it's never stopped moving, like everything is super nosy um, and full of energy. Um, and my first impression was, oh, maybe it's too much. Um, but then we uh, moved to Ithaca, where is the Cornell University. Um, and it's like completely different. It's a um, small, quiet town, uh, town or city. It's like really not as big as New York City is. And I met there very kind and um, gorgeous people who sh like, shared the traditions and culture of American people. And it was really fascinating for, for me to um, know all the details um, about the culture and traditions of these uh, people and country overall. Thank you. That's actually very interesting and a true reflection of how when people grow in a culture, they get used to it so much and they know how to operate that when they go somewhere else, what is normal and common to other people there is really, really a bit shocking or unusual to them. And to yeah. ask you a bit more, I know sure. you love theater. 
And if there is anything about New York City, it's somewhat of the theater capital of the world. And you were there even before Corona. Did you enjoy going to those famous theatrical pieces in New York? And was it like a dream that came true to you? Or were you so busy with moving that you didn't have time? Or how is your artistic and cultural enjoyment of um, that part of the U.S.? Oh, um, yeah, definitely. The Broadway shows in New York City is something that I never seen before. I mean, it's the... If I, if I have a scale from 0 to 10, I would say it's definitely 10 points of satisfaction because um, the, 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 the level of these performances are is so high that it's like unbelievable. I was impressed. Um, I was lucky to attend several Broadway shows in New York City and um, it was it was amazing because the the technical level, I mean the decoration, the music, it's all like really uh, the orchestra, like live music. It's not just a record, and there's all de- decorations and um, actors. They perform so nice. They they are real professionals. So you like when I was there, I I didn't notice how time flow it was like just one second but no it's like two and a half hours or three hours but it's 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 something that i think that every person who at least interesting a little bit in the um, theater or performing uh, performance overall should should attend this this show because um it's unbelievable and unforgettable experience kate also If I understood correctly, you came from a small part of Ukraine, like a small town or a small city, and you moved to Kiev before moving to America, correct? Yes, yes, that's that's correct. Can you compare life in that small city to Kiev? How was that first experience of moving to Kiev and adapting there? What did you think and feel about the Kiev? And then just... How is really life in Kiev for you now, as someone who understands more how life is in the U.S., if you were to explain it to people in America? Oh, wow. Um, um, So I was born in a small city, which is in Kiev region. It's uh, about um, one and a half hour away from Kiev. And I moved to Kiev uh, once I graduated from my school. Uh, so, um, you know, I was 17 years old, so everything was new for me. And uh, Kiev was big city in comparison to my native town. It was big, big city. It was a huge city with a lot of strangers, with a lot of um, challenges. Um, and um but i was a student and the, and life uh, as a student in kiev a lot of has a lot of fun you, like you, you have to have <laughs> have a lot of fun cuz um you have not only uh, lectures and classes uh, you have uh, some gatherings with your friends you can have some parties and and so on um 
I like Kyiv because there are a lot of opportunities for everyone and especially for, unfortunately, I need to admit that uh, in a small towns like mine where I was born, there are no opportunities for young people because there is no, um, uh, no chance to get a good education. There is no chance to get a good job in these small cities. But Kyiv um, um, offers this uh, opportunity to almost everyone, like everyone is welcome in Kyiv. Um, but you need to be brave enough to start a new chapter in your life because moving to a new city is always um, a new experience. And sometimes, not sometimes, I would say um, most often it's a challenge because you uh, change all the environment. You need to find a new friends. You need to uh, be brave enough to start from a very beginning and to do what you want, what you are passionate about. Um, and Kiev offers this opportunity, so you can try everything there. I mean, there are a lot of universities. There are um, a lot of uh, space to start your own business to find a company that you love, like to work, I mean, from big corporations to very small private businesses. So I guess Kyiv is, um, in terms of Ukraine, is a very nice place where you can, you can live and work. Great. And Kate, you seem to be someone who is very in touch with your emotions, very artistic, if I might say, and you are an uh, actress in theater. At the same time, being an analyst requires you to think analytically and to be more dealing with numbers and dealing with uh, logic and all that. How do you live the uh, have these two sides of you working together? Or did you find it difficult to be more of an analyst as someone who is more of the sensitive artistic side, or did you feed both sides of your personality in different ways when you are in Ukraine? Um, it's an interesting question. I think uh, every person uh, has different things to combine. In, to combine, You cannot say that one is just analyst and that's it, and another person is an artist and that's it. I think it's um, amazing when you can combine things that you are interested in and you don't have these borders in your mind and in your activities and you can explore this world from different perspectives. Yeah, I used to work as analyst and you're absolutely um, correct that you need to be precisely um, precise in details, you need to think logically, uh, but after work, uh, you just turn off this um, ability, I would say, and um, just enjoy the flow of um, creative things. And um, I think my hobby um, wasn't like a battery for my work. You know, when you're uh, tired at the end of the day and uh, all my um, classes, theater classes, were after work usually. So... Even when I was super tired uh, at this class, like when I had this class, uh, theater classes, um, I felt inspired and full of energy for the next day. So I think um, like hobbies, if you really enjoy it, um, 
it might be, and usually it's something different that uh, than your work. But when you combine these parts, uh, you can feel like a live person. Because um, I think it's um, not correct to live just working like hard, and uh, like you need to develop all perspectives of of yourself. This is fascinating, actually, and I'm very curious about you as a theater actress. When you embody a character in a piece, what was your method? How did you access those emotions and experiences that made you actually be someone else in front of the audience or sometimes need to cry, like, really, but it's Mm -hmm. actually fake at the same time or be happy and elated although it's a story like what was your method or the way that you approach acting uh there are several methods but um, there there is no one like no the only method that works all the times uh first of all it's very important for an actor to observe other people and um, their um, emotions, I would say, um, their behavior. And it's actually a great source of um, different characters that you have in your mind. And uh, before pandemic, it was very easy because you can go to your work using Subway and you can observe different like situations, million of situations just on the way to your work uh, of how people interact with each, with each other. Another very important thing is uh, your own experience. And uh, very often when you need to play something, um, you just can remember something from your own experience. But you need to be honest with, with yourself and with the audience. And um, when you deeply remember something or deeply imagine the situation in which your character is, then the true emotion is born. And um, when this true emotion is born, the audience also feel that. And uh, this assemble is just amazing. It's a magic of theater when you feel your audience and your audience uh, feels you. so I would say that um, two these things are um, the most important: observation and uh, uh, observation and your own experience. And to be honest. And Kate, about uh, actors in theater, usually their personality on stage is not the same personality they have in real life. Often they're so bold and extroverted and expressive on stage, but in real life. They're more introverted and reserved. Is this your situation or are you someone more that is both expressive inside and outside of theater? I would say um, the second one because I really enjoy time. I mean, I love my friends, but uh, to be honest, I enjoy some time to spend alone, like just just me and maybe some, I don't know, it might be a TV show or it might be a book or sometimes even doing nothing. <laughs> or I enjoy to walk a lot. Um, 
yeah i think in in this um, environment where i'm alone i can get some refreshment yeah but at the same time i i enjoy my friends uh, and i love them but uh sometimes i need to be just alone i understand so you feel more recharged when you stay alone you feel rebalanced and that's why you said you love yoga so much and pilates because it helps you like feel that calmness and tranquility that comes from movement and body um, usage and exercise without it needing to be cardio and to ask you another thing yes it's cool actually and another thing which i'm curious about you are young yet you're already married and you're spending your life with your husband I would like to know, is this something that comes from the culture of Ukraine where you grew up expecting to marry at a young age as soon as possible? Or how was that moment or experience where you saw in your future husband at the time and you thought, okay, this is the man of my life? (laughs) Um, Actually, um, it's a cultural thing to... um to get married earlier, uh, but in <laughs> in terms of st- Ukrainian standards, I'm too old because <laughs> um, when I was married, I was 25, and um, I have a lot of friends who got married when they were uh, 18, 20, <laughs> or so. But I think that it's a world trend when people um, get married old, like when they are older and uh, um, it's not only about uh, Ukraine, it's the world trend. But you're right, in Ukraine, it's something that, um, especially for women, um, if you are 25 and you don't have children, you're probably something wrong with you. But I'm glad that these st- stereotypes are um, changing. And it's okay now if you're 28 or even 30 and... Um, you are not married or you're you're married and you don't have children i guess it's like the just the um, every individual case and uh, every person has the right to decide when he or she is ready to do this step um and um, one second so this is very interesting so in your situation when you were 25 and not yet married did you feel from family or from friends a kind of look that, oh, what is going on? This is unusual, unexpected, and weird? Or was it personal inside you that you felt that you weren't living the Ukrainian standard? Uh, My friends were okay with that. Um, Friends of my age were okay. I I never heard something like, oh, you you know, it's 25, it's time to get married. But I think uh, older people, my family surrounding, like we never had a conversation like you need to 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 be married, but um, yeah, I I felt something like oh you know, especially when like uh, before I got married, um, we dated with my ha- husband for seven years, um, so it's like a long story. Um, but yes, uh, older people. Um, my mom, uh, she uh, got married when she was 18. So 25 for her is like, oh, wow. 
And all these stories like you need to have a child before 30 is also, it's not, I, 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 I have this statement in my mind, not because of my friends, but because of family members. I think older people, they have this stereotype. They still Interesting. So if you could change anything about the culture of Ukraine when it comes to relationships and marriage, what would be to you the assumption or the mindset to change? And would you like it? Which stereotype or which way, if you could rewrite the culture, you would choose it to be? Oh, it's too much responsibility to rewrite these habits that were like... um, they exist for too long, but, um, you know, I think the more important, not the age, but the more important important is uh, that the right, that every individual uh, can decide when to do this. So I would say, because um, I noticed then that in the U.S., people don't give these advices when, uh, advice when, um, you don't like you don't expect that someone give you advice because people are have their own borders and sometimes they feel that it's too personal to ask something or to make an advice but in ukraine even almost even stranger can advise you what to do can recommend you what to do can give his or her opinion on something about your life so i would say that I hope that new generation like Gen Z or I don't know, maybe younger people, um, they will care about their selves and they will be not as, um, uh, I don't know how to say that, but you know what I mean? Like, um, not as influenced or impacted. Yes, that, like to live for themselves. About, yes. Yes, and like you care about your life and you don't provide extra advice or uh, your opinions about lives different, like life of different people. And like who who can tell me when I should get married or when should I give a birth or something like that? I guess the, the, the only person who have a right to do that is myself. Even not my mom or my dad or the closest surrounding, because they have their own life. And uh, in Ukraine, uh, I noticed that more frequent, it's something that uh, people from your close surrounding or um, like your family members, they think that if they are family, they can do that. I think it's not, (laughs) it's not true. Like, nope. So I think that's something you are enjoying about being in the U.S. But you told me before that you missed Ukraine. Can you speak about that? Of course. Uh, I. Um, it doesn't mean that um, I, th- I think that people are bad or something like that. No, I think that people in Ukraine are like very nice they are absolutely different from all other people all all around the world and this uniqueness and um yeah it 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 makes us special uh ukrainians are super creative um and uh, do you remember i told you at the very beginning about our ability to be direct i think it's something that is um also very um very nice because um it means that we are honest 
And uh, it's something that I miss, really miss, because here in the United States, everyone is very nice and kind, but um, I'm not sure 100% that every person is uh, transparent and uh, since, since, okay, let's say just transparent. But in Sincere. Ukraine, yes, yes. Nikita, you. in a few interviews before, he called it the European hypocrisy, where he said European people smile, but they don't really mean it. While in Ukraine, yes. if they smile, they mean it. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I 100% like, agree with this statement. Because, of course, it's very nice when you see a person that is smile to you. Nothing bad in that. Like, it's just maybe you are in the, not in the mood. And when you see someone is smiling, it's even good for you. Like, oh, okay, it's, it's a good day. But at the same time, in the, when you're 100% sure that the person in front of you is smiling, because it's funny or because uh, he or she enjoys uh, the conversation with you. It's, it's very important and it's the most important thing, I, I guess, in communication, to be honest and transparent. I agree. Authenticity above all, because at least then if someone likes you, you know it's true. It's not, there is no hesitation or doubt. And yes. to, under, to learn more about you, two things. That conversation you had with your husband about moving in the U.S. and leaving your job and friends and family behind, how was it? Like, what happened? What was said? What convinced you if there is anything? And the second, do you plan to relocate and return to live in Ukraine someday in the future? Or is this it? You will be living outside Ukraine and your children and the future generations of your of uh, that come through your children and your grandchildren forever definitely i want to come back it's like 100% um but speaking about this um process of discussing that we are going to live in the us first um i was convinced uh, because um he told me it's just 2 years like we discussed that it's just temporary it's not permanent we are not going to live there forever and it's going to be fun it's a new environment and um i had never such an experience to live in another country for more than 2 weeks so it was like wow maybe i should try uh, to meet other people from different countries it also was uh, like a a new experience to open borders in my mind, you know, to, to see how how people, how different people live also. Um, it's like an adventure. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so that's why I, I decided, okay, so we can come back anytime and it's not permanent, it's just temporary. And um, when I come back, I can continue my work, I can, I can do what I did before um, yeah but to be honest pandemic changed our plans a little bit because after his graduation uh, our plan was um, move back to Ukraine but because of this pandemic and uh, um, economic situation which, which is not the best in Ukraine right now um, my husband got an offer job offer here in the US and we decided to stay a little bit longer here. 
But in the future, with our plan for right now is uh, to come back to Ukraine. I love it. And really, I don't wish for the brain drain outside Ukraine to continue. The best people are going and have been going for a while out and leaving. I mean, of course, great people as well, but to have the best experts being outside, that's not the right way for the future of Ukraine. But it's just my opinion, and I'm not from Ukraine, so I have no place to say. And but I totally agree. Yes, I agree with thank you. you. Thank you. And about English, you speak English very well right now. And I notice in Ukraine, people have been studying English for decades, yet they don't feel comfortable speaking it or they hesitate about even trying to speak in English. To ask you, did you have a high level of English even before going to the U.S.? Or was that being dropped in the country and being forced to practice English every day, elevated your abilities and skills? Yes, I had like, my English was not too bad because I used uh, a lot of English uh, at my work. I had uh, fun conversation, uh, conversations with uh, Americans and Europeans uh, just because of my work. So I used English not on everyday basic, but uh, basis, but very often. Uh, but I need to admit that it's absolutely different when you uh, speak in person with uh, native speakers. And you are you have this, um, I call it like compare it to a dog when you understand everything, but you are afraid to say something because you are freaked out like, oh, maybe they will not understand me or my accent is terrible. Uh, oh, I'm afraid because all these tenses are messed up in my mind, um, and all these uh, fears in the in the head they combine all together, and probably it's one of the reasons why people are afraid to speak. And um, the practice is very important to have a practice. If you don't have practice enough, all your knowledge is uh, is I cannot say that it's nothing, but it's um, it's something that you cannot apply and knowledge that are not applied, it's, it's almost nothing. You need to practice too. I have learned over five languages and I find that if you don't practice, you will not learn and you will not have that confidence that comes from having real conversations with real people, whether online, in voice or even better face to face hopefully when corona is gone away forever i have two questions i'm curious about the first is more of an interesting fact which is when you imagine returning to kiev which place do you wish to revisit as soon as possible and first like the place you miss the most that you would love and can't wait to touch your feet there and look and say I'm finally here. Uh, oh, I imagine this place when you when you describe it. Like I was thinking about this place. Of course, it's my um, parents' house. It's like a small town near Kiev. Um, yeah, it's it's this place because I miss my mom very much. So it would be the first place which I yes. would like to visit. I really wish that for you and just to land 
that airplane and take the fastest transport back home and to hug your mom and finally be there with her and feel that warmth of family. And I know you had some, you're welcome. And I know you had some experience working in the U.S. a bit, as well as working in Kiev. How do you feel is the culture of work, as well as the experience working in both countries, how similar or different is it? I would say, um, I would say, okay, it's different. It's definitely different, um, but not completely different. Um, in terms of uh, the work environment, um, people are very friendly here. And um, as we discussed before, I was a little bit afraid because um, all this feedback that I I received, it you never know, is it 100% true or you need to uh, try be more productive more efficient or is it okay so uh, all the feedbacks that you got here they are not as direct as in ukraine so you cannot evaluate yourself um like am i good enough or 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 not <laughs> like you know it's not 100 percent clear here um in ukraine when you do something wrong your boss, your manager will tell you, oh, you did it wrong or you did a great job. And when you receive this uh, feedback, like you did a great job, it means like, like literally you did something really important and on a high level. But here is like, oh, it's a great job. And it's a great job. You can just open your laptop and it's already a great job or you make a report or something like that. And it's also a great job. So it's really difficult to distinguish where is the like truth. But um, I, I can say that something that is similar that um, I was lucky to work uh, with people who are very kind and uh, very uh, try to help uh, all, like and very fast reacting on all the difficulties that you have. If you have some question, you can ask directly and it's not a big deal. Um, in Ukraine, it was the same, like people were kind and uh, ready to help anytime. Um, I guess the difference, um, another important one is that people in Ukraine, um, when you work, you have this hierarchy, like you need to, if you have an issue, you need to report this issue to your manager, your boss, then your boss is going to, um, to, um, send this message about this issue to his boss and then this message maybe got maybe will um one day will be at the top manager or maybe not uh here in us it's much easier because if you have an issue you can send an email or talk directly to uh, the like the highest person like vp or um like uh, partner of the company of the or director of the company uh, you don't need to report to to your manager first so i guess um, it's easier to communicate um, uh, between departments uh, in terms of hierarchy 
so it's easier here than in Ukraine. However, I guess uh, some tech companies like IT or something like that in Ukraine, they also have this uh, pattern when you don't need to report um, just to your manager. If you have something to discuss with a, or want to discuss something with a top management, you can just send an email or um, schedule a call or something like that. So I think this openness and, um, yeah, like openness and easiest to to reach out people who are like on top positions um, is easier here than in Ukraine, especially in the old fashioned, if I can say that, companies. That's very interesting. I mean, it opens my eyes to so many things about the differences between Ukraine and other countries. And it's really, really fascinating that you had that ability to have to live more lifetimes and to experience so many different places. And now, after Corona and after your experience in the U.S. and everything, I have two questions. One, I remember that your best friend is also like not is from Brazil originally. Do you find that? easier to make friendships even in the U.S. with people who are somewhat foreigners compared to people who are born and raised in the U.S. and are American in their mentality and thoughts? And second, what are your plans in the future? Do you wish to return back to work or to raise a family or to start your own business or to return to theater and become an actress? What does your heart tell you Mm -hmm. thank you Uh, so um i guess you're right um i i'm not sure whether it's only my experience or it 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 can be um experience of many foreigners who come to the u.s i think it's easier to make connections with uh people from different countries than with the u.s citizens (laughs) i mean those who were born here um Maybe just because on a mental level, you think that people from different countries, they are in your shoes, like um, they have the same difficulties. They also, they have the same fair fears, like to be not understand or something like that, uh, or to be not accepted by the society overall. Uh, and you think like it's always easier to accept something when you uh, feel that you are not alone in, in it. So that's why probably I have a lot of friends from different countries now, from uh, Brazil, from Germany, from China, from uh, India, from, I mean, like all over um, the world, Uh, but just a few from the United States and all these connections from the United States are mainly because my job or because, uh, I don't know, like volunteering, stuff that I did and uh, also I took some English classes here so uh, teachers were also uh, of course uh, Americans so they also my friends now uh, but um, otherwise people from different countries not Americans and your and future plans yes about the future plans I um, uh, at least uh, for the time we'll be here I plan to come back to um, to find a, a new job but um, my work permission expired so I need to work on 
get in a new one and then try to figure out what to do next. Thank you. It was a pleasure and an honor to have you with me and to share about your perspective and wisdom and life and experiences. And honestly, I think this will be great. I look forward to publishing it and I wish you a great day, Kate. Thank you very much for having me. And um, it was a really pleasure to, to talk about it. Thank you.